Welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed, and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond. Hello, everyone, and thanks for being here on the podcast today. This is, I'm Sarah Lingenfelter and with Dietitian Boss. I do operations here. You've probably not heard me hosting the podcast too much yet at this point, uh, but today I am excited to interview um, our guest, Jenna. How are you doing, Jenna? Hey, Sarah. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on the podcast. I'm really excited. You're welcome. Well, I'm excited to you know talk to you, and I'm sure everybody's going to love listening to this episode um, and learning more about you. So before we jump into the questions, um, I'm just going to read a little bit about you so our listeners can get an idea of you know who you are and and what you do. So um, Jenna is an advanced accredited practicing dietitian, and she's been in clinical dietetics for over 15 years. Um, she has various specialties, which we'll get into as we um, as we talk together today. And so you'll learn that she has a variety of, of interests. Um, and she's worked in private practice for the last six years, as well as continuing at a local hospital as a food coordinator. And just this year, started her virtual private practice to help women lose weight and reverse fatty liver. Uh, so she was seeing a common trend in her private practice, and she wanted to do something to help more people and give them evidence-based advice. So um, we're so excited to have her here. And in her spare time, she loves cooking, spending time outdoors, and then running around after her two young boys. <laughs> I can definitely relate to that. I have a boy myself. I'm sure, I'm sure yours keep you busy. How old are they? They're five and nine. So yes, they're into their sports at the moment. So yeah, mum's the taxi driver currently. So, ah, so you <laughs> got to balance, that. yeah, balance mom life with also running a business. <laughs> yeah, which is why I sort of wanted to go into my business to sort of make it a bit more flexible. So, um, so I can do the things that I want with my boys. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And so, yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, where you did start out and kind of why and uh, how you've gotten to where you are? Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, family life is really important to me. And I was kind of getting to the point where, yeah, work was taking over a little bit and doing long hours. So, I've, you know, changed my positions with what I'm doing in my permanent job and I've found something that's more flexible. Um, but the idea of starting a virtual practice to me, um, yeah, it, it seemed like it would be a really good thing that would fit in with my family. So um, what I've been able to do is, yeah, balance that. Still have my permanent job at the moment. I'm hoping that one day that I will be able to leave that, but I'm yeah. just putting steps in place um, that I need to and giving myself the time. I'm not in a rush. I'm, you know, just taking the steps at what I need to do, but I've already, you know, been able to manage, um, yeah, making that time because the flexibility now is just giving me, um, yeah, that extra time to be able to take the boys to what, what I need to do. And yeah, yeah. it's really I good. 
I love it. And I love how you mentioned like not being in a rush. And I think that's really important for anybody that's listening, because especially today with social media, I think it's really easy to see others in business. And we kind of look at, oh, they've got this established business and they have all this flexibility and they're doing it full time. And I think we can put pressure on ourselves to sometimes, you know, try to try to push and do more. Um, So can you tell me a little bit more about about that? Yeah, definitely. So when I, I guess when I first started, um, I mean, they, you know, through the DB method, they do say, you know, don't compare yourself, but it is very hard not to. And so, um, you know, in the beginning, I think I did struggle with that a little bit, I must say. Um, But, you know, what I had to do was take a bit of a step back and just realise, you know, these people have been doing it a lot longer than me. I'm just starting and, you know, it, I don't know how long it took them to get to where they are. It could have taken them the same amount of time it's taken me. But right. um, what I need to do what's right for me. And if you do put that extra pressure on yourself to try and think that you need to be in a certain way, you end up giving up and, and burn out. So I, yeah, took a step back and just, um, you know, I realised I've reflected on my own, own goals that I wanted to achieve and where I need to be and that's how I was able to continue. And even now, you know, I'm just focused on myself and, and my goals. Like I still, you know, you still look at other people's accounts and you still think, yeah. you know, oh, wow, nice to be nice to be there one day, but I'm not comparing myself or thinking I need to be at a certain point. Like I know I'm in the right place that I need to be for me. Yeah. Well, thanks for, you know, talking about that a little bit more. So maybe some of our other listeners can relate to that and where they're at um, in their journey. And yeah, definitely, you know, starting out, um, it's going to look different for everybody depending on their situation. And so it's great. You figured out, you know, the goals for you and what works for you. Um, so I'd like to ask a little bit, you know, you have um, different specialties and uh, different interests. And ha- can you talk a little bit about having all these specialties and then deciding on a niche and like what, how that worked for you, what that process was like? Yeah, so I guess in in the range of specialties that I'd worked in at the hospital, you know, I'd done general surgery, oncology um, and liver, but I guess where I felt drawn more to was um, liver disease. And so what I ended up doing was um, I was approached by when I was working in the hospital by um, one of the consultants who was starting a private practice and he wanted me to come and work at his clinic. And I just thought this was this was a great opportunity. This is um, something that I could do that's a little bit different out of my comfort zone. So that's how I got into the private practice space and really niche down with liver. Um, but then when I was working there, that's when I started seeing a lot of women and men, but mostly women uh, with fatty liver. And yeah, these common trends were just coming through. And I was just like, God, I really want to make more of a difference for these people. Um, And that's how I really just, I knew from the beginning when I started the program with Libby, what niche I wanted. Um, I mean, I saw what other people were doing and there there was no one doing this. This was something quite different mm-hmm. um so that was a bit scary too because it's like oh is this even gonna right. have a market is there even yeah. going to be anyone out there that wants this um yeah. so yeah that was a little bit scary in the beginning but I guess yeah once I got started it was a slow start but once I got going and really targeted my PSO that's when you know people started going okay yeah I can relate to this I do have this problem so it just gave right. me that reassurance that I am on the right track. There are people out there that I want to help. Because obviously locally there's lots of people, but it just, yeah, you wonder 
how much more you can, yeah, if you can get a bit, generate a business on it, basically. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, that's really interesting to hear how you, you know, came about and decided um, what your niche was going to be. So you touched on marketing and you kind of already knew, um, but you also said like nobody else was really doing it. What advice do you have then for maybe somebody else who's listening and they're not really sure, like, is there a market for this? What do you like? Do you have any tips? Is there anything you did to kind of overcome those mindset issues? Yeah, I guess the thing is you you need to pick something that you're passionate about, um, whatever it is. So, I mean, even if there are multiple people doing the niche that you think you want to do, that shouldn't stop you because what people, um, they, they relate to is you. They relate to you as the person as well. So um, you've got to be the right fit for them too. So, um, but if it is a new topic, I guess, yeah, not to be, um, or new niche, sorry, not to be scared, just to, you can test the waters, um, yeah. you know, with, with your marketing and it might just be the message that you really need to keep nailing down, but it it's not going to be, not going to happen straight away. I guess you need to give yourself a few months to really see if this is the right thing that you want to be doing. But if you've got passion and drive behind you, then it will be successful. Yeah, definitely. I love how you bring up passion and drive because, you know, that I feel like goes along with confidence and being confident. um, And when you're doing the marketing and showing your face, um, because people are going to pick up on that. And so if they, if they feel like you're not confident, um, so do you have any advice then for somebody who's maybe scared to show their face? Because with the, the dietitian boss method, we definitely, um, that's one of the big things is to show your face. Yeah, that was a big challenge for me in the beginning, I must say. Um, I am an introvert and I don't like public speaking and I don't like showing my face, even though I'm a dietitian, but I I am, yeah, I'm quite shy. So for me, like just even the thought of doing that, like I, I saw what I, I needed to do and I'm like, how do I get there? But I guess with Libby's method and how they guide you, it's, you just do it step by step at a time and set those small goals. So, you know, one week it might be to take a selfie and put that onto your stories. And then the next week it might be to um, create a post, you know, saying what you do as a dietitian and then you start getting into video and then, and building up gradually. So it's not all of a sudden you're making reels. It's more that you're, you know, working up gradually to get that confidence. And then once people start following you and engaging with you on your account, then you can be, then your confidence grows and then you can start, um, it's like anything, like riding a bike you just have to practice practice and then you get more confident as you go so and I must say even now like I still struggle sometimes with being able to you know talk on stories or show my face but it's just it's getting easier I guess that's the thing it's it's um yeah it's it's getting easier and I just and I set my goals each week of what I want to do and then I'm able to achieve them and tick them off so that was one big thing I think I took away from Libby's program is the goal setting and ticking them off to show the progress that you're making and Mm -hmm. that's something that I also now do with my clients so um, Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, well, thanks for talking about how it was just, you know, challenge for you to show your face, but how you gradually worked up to it. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's not like you're doing it all overnight and making a bunch of changes. Um, so let's talk about the goal setting for a little bit. So what was that process like for you? Um, cause I know sometimes we have these really big goals and, and then it can get kind of frustrating if we feel like we're not meeting them. 
So, um, cause it sounds like you're, what you're doing now works pretty well with your goals. So what's that process been like for you? Yeah, that was a really big, um, yeah, learning for me and also like getting back into your inner self. So yeah, working on mindset issues. So that was like a big challenge for me in the beginning. Um, yeah, I had a lot of mindset blocks and I must say writing down the goals, putting things into my phone. I had a few books that I was reading as well. Yeah. And I think the goals that I looked at setting in the beginning, they were they were way too big. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we do, it's good to have big goals, but yes. then yeah. you need to break those goals down and be like, okay, so what do I need to do to achieve that first? You know, rather than just saying, um, you know, I want to make X amount of money this, this month before even starting. And, and, but it's like, okay, well, no, what steps do I need to do to, to be able to hit that money goal? Um, right. So, yeah, that, that kind of thing um, has been a work in progress and, and mindset, I, I guess, was a really big key factor for me. And I think I did struggle with that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, one of the instructors, she was fabulous. She was um, in my time when I was doing the DB method. And yeah, she really helped me, um, yeah, overcome some of those challenges and, and getting those goals set. So yeah, she was fabulous. So that's great. That's, what, yeah. Can you give a couple tips of what it was she did? Yeah. So I guess what she did was um, really um, challenged me when I was posting up my content and, um, you know, I would say like, why haven't I got any, you know, I haven't got any clients yet and I'd be so many weeks in and, you know, she'd sort of say back to me, you know, Gemma, you can't be thinking about the clients you're going to attract in if you haven't targeted your message. Like, so I needed to go back and be like, okay, so my goal this week is to nail my PSO or go back and look at my content. So it was really focusing on those very specific goals Mm -hmm. of I have to do this first before I can achieve, you know, bringing clients in or doing this. So I think I was thinking too far ahead um, for what I needed to be. So that's what she helped me rail me in, which was good. Um, But it was such a big challenge at first because, you know, you're hearing something that you don't want to hear. Um, And yeah, that, that, that does challenge you, but I guess they're trying to, all the instructors are just trying to help you um, and you just need to persist, you know, with it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, you know, regardless of what stage you're at in a business, even whether you're thinking about it or you've already started, there are always going to be mindset blocks and things that come up. Um, And it's really looking at sometimes those things that do make us uncomfortable and figuring out how we work through it. And like you said, looking at the goal, it's like, okay, well, I may feel this way and I have this fear or I'm scared of this thing, but what action can I take that will get me a little bit closer Um, And the more you do that, the easier it's going to be. So I'm curious, you've talked about marketing and and some of that aspect and showing your face. Um, Can you talk a little bit about sales and um, maybe what that has been like for you and um, how that's evolved with the program? Yeah, so sales definitely was very uncomfortable in the beginning. Yeah, (laughs) It's not something I think as dietitians you're used to to doing you kind of like you know especially in a private practice like a brick and mortar setting you sort of you know patients are booked in and they know the fee and they pay the fee and, and all of that sort of thing but I guess what um Libby's program taught me to do was um yeah give me that confidence that I can solve the problem mm. that they're wanting right. and that you know they will if 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 you're really nailing your message those clients will pay you 
anything right. really yeah. um so it was really just about um I guess you know the first few times was definitely that practice but when you go through the framework yeah. and you know you do have some you're not successful all the time and and really right. it was reflecting back and going well they didn't pay me but it could have been we weren't the right fit they weren't the right client for right. me and that's the other thing that I've kind of um yeah believe in like I want to work with clients that want to work with me and have passion and drive behind what they want to achieve and right. I guess if you're working with clients that that don't feel that same um you know you might they might not get the outcome that they're looking for so it just might not be the right fit so there's always a reason um so that's what what I take into consideration now now I'm working with the, the people that want to work with me so yeah, um, the sales are a lot more easy to to nail now because yeah, you're bringing in those the, the, those dream clients, I guess. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I like that you mentioned. You know, not everybody's going to be a fit, and I think that sometimes the um, can be a misconception is that we think, oh, we're doing these calls, and uh, uh, you know, if they say no, that's like a negative thing. But no, it's not. It's not going to mm-hmm. you know work for everyone. And um, I definitely like how you talked about you know practicing. And I would say you know on my end, I definitely see um, a lot of the ones in the dietitian boss program. Sales is really scary, and they want to kind of skip over that part. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's so important. And I always tell the clients, you know, think about it like you're just having a conversation to, with someone, explaining how you can help them because that's really what you're yeah. doing. You're having a conversation on how you can help them. And like you said, if you have your message clear, if you're really clear on that, then they're going to, you know, they're going to pay you as long as they're a fit. Um, and listening so, to them as well is the key thing too. So, yes. you know, if you're doing all the talking and not listening to what they're saying, then that kind of can put them on the back foot too. Like they, you, you want to yes. hear what their, what their problem is and then, you know, reflect back to them and, and put it and reframe it. And then yeah. once they understand, you know, oh, yes, yeah, she's really understanding what I'm saying then it becomes a lot easier to make that sale. But if you're the one doing all that talking and not really listening, then it, it becomes a little bit one way and they they may not feel that it's the right fit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you bring that point up. Yeah. Listening is so important. Most people just want to be heard and they want to feel like you mm-hmm. understand. Um, yeah. And so just listening and and making sure that, um, yeah, you're reflecting back what, what they're saying is so important when you're, um, you're doing a, a sales call. So yeah, I'm curious, earlier on in our conversation, you talked about kind of how you got into private practice, but what was it that um, led you to take action and actually joining the program? We haven't discussed that yet. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I was kind of getting to a point. Um, well, yeah, the, the main reason was my, my kids. I wanted something more flexible mm-hmm. um, to be able to accommodate for, yeah, our family lifestyle and, you know, to be able to take my kids things, you know, school activities that didn't really fit in with my clinical job. Um, but I've made some changes with that and I'm working on that as well. But um, with the private practice, I guess what I wanted to do was I just found that, yeah, it was getting very repetitive with what I was doing. And I thought I could, um, yeah, help more people. And what I was bringing in, because I was doing that one day a week, I'm still doing that at the moment, but it wasn't really um, meeting the financial goals that I had. So I knew that I needed to do something different to kind of shake it up. So um, what I did as well as doing the DB method was also Libby gave that confidence to review and put up prices because 
I knew with what I was doing, yeah, I was definitely undercharging myself. And when I look back now, I'm just like, I can't believe I was charging that before. So it gave me confidence to, you know, put prices up there. And I think once you do that as well, that also shows to patients, wow, she really is a specialist. She knows what she's talking about. And even my work there has now increased. So it's been... Yeah, it's been a bit of a flow-on effect, actually, by looking back and seeing what I was doing there and then putting up prices there as well as my virtual. Mm. Now it's going so well. So I'm just so happy that I had the confidence to review my fee structure and and do that. So it will get me the freedom that I'm hoping for. It's just Mm -hmm. I'm not putting, as I said before, that pressure on myself and that rush to, to get there. So I know that one day that's what I'm going to be doing fully um it's just going to take me that a bit of time yeah yeah well well thanks for sharing that um about you know what had you uh decide to make that change and so can you tell can you tell us specifically then what would be what would you say one of your goals is now I mean you just kind of explained some of the changes that have made do you have a time frame of where you um want to be able to, to quit your job or what is it you're kind of working towards right now as far as yeah. long-term. Yeah, long-term. And I guess I always had this goal from the very beginning and it's still, I haven't changed that as well. Like I, I, I gave myself two years and I know that might okay. seem like a long time. Um, it's nearly been 12 months already. So, um, yeah, yeah I've, I just feel with where I am in my life and just for that financial stability, like I need to be sure that that's the right step for me and I guess because I've got a family to consider and that kind of thing Um, and for me when I put um, very short time frames on things it it ends up putting a lot of pressure on me and then I end up not doing what I need to do because (laughs) so I gave myself some some little goals to start off with in the beginning Um, but the long goal was from when I started the program which was December Mm-hmm. Last year, um, I gave myself two years to to be okay. able to fully leave. So I'm, I'm I mean, if it happens quicker than that, that's great. Yeah, um, and I'm not, not holding myself back on that. Um, but you know, it, it's not it's not as well that um, you know I, I can't do. I'm I'm able to do both things at the moment. So while right. I can, I will. But when it gets yeah. to a point where I have to let one go, then then I then I'll do that. So um, yeah. yeah. Well, I like how you have, you have a goal set, but like you mentioned, you're not putting so much pressure on yourself that it's, you know, you're feeling overwhelmed or now you're, you're feeling really tense. And then sometimes that can cause us to get stuck. Um, and two, you know, you have a family to take care of and that takes up time. So there's only, you know, so much time and energy that we have. Um, so, uh, but you know, if you meet it earlier, meet that goal earlier, then, then that's going to be great. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we've covered a bunch of great things. I think it'll be a a lot of uh, very helpful information for some of the listeners. But if you were to give a piece of advice to somebody who's listening and maybe um, they're either thinking, oh, you know, I'm so afraid to show my face and be seen or I'm just I'm just so afraid to take take the next step. What would be your advice be to them? I guess my advice would be to reflect back on on why you're doing what you're doing in the first place and what goals that you're wanting to achieve. So, yeah, so my advice would be to, um, yeah, to even reach out to other dietitians who have done the DB method and just, you know, see what it was like for them. Um, You know, I've been able to make some, yeah, positive relationships and, you know, through the program and also just being able to, um, I guess, for me, it was really just making sure that, it, or you know, 
Hang on, I've just lost my little train of thought. Oh, <laughs> so no, that's, that's Sorry, okay. That's Sarah. all right. <laughs> um, what, I guess what the advice that I would really give would be to, yeah, you reflect back on what your goals were, were, are from the beginning and what you want to achieve and that, yeah, you don't need to compare yourself to other dietitians. Um, yeah. You just do what's right for you. Break it down into small steps of what you want to start doing. So, as I said before, it might be, um, you know, the first step is to just post that one selfie onto your story. The yeah. next step might just be to give a quick little tip um, or the, and then the next step might be to post a question box and then, um, you know, you can answer a few questions that you feel yeah. comfortable on your story and then you'll get there like IGTVs and things like that. Like I haven't yeah. done that yet. Um, oh, actually, no, I lie. I have done an IGTV. Oh. <laughs> and it, was, it was with a colleague actually from Canada that had reached out to me oh, and wow. your collaboration so yeah um, you know you've got to think that the opportunities will come as well when you show your face and and people do yeah. reach out to you and you build those relationships so there's so much more there's a lot of positive that can come from it but I guess it's just it's overcoming those initial hurdles I guess um Definitely. by doing this setting the small steps and yeah just doing it. You've just yeah. got to do it. <laughs> well, like I said, you know, I love how you just mentioned again, small steps, doing small things, um, not putting too much pressure on yourself. And like you even said, how you have the little goals every week and you, you tick those boxes off, um, you know, action like that over time will have such big results. So you did talk about, um, to wrap things up, you did talk about, you know, somebody that had reached out and you did the IGTV together um, what was the community aspect like for you versus if you had been trying to figure this out on your own? Um, how was that uh, experience? The, it would have taken me a lot longer, let's <laughs> just put it that way. <laughs> but the community experience, I guess that's the thing. It gives you that um, accountability mm-hmm. and, you know, you see other people or other dietitians in the program doing it and you're like, hey, if she can do it. I can do it too or she's done this this week I'm going to do this too so it just gives you that reinforcement um yeah that you, you are doing the right thing and you can see what other people are doing and and you know no one is perfect like you know your perfectionism can stop you and hold you back and I think for me being a perfectionist definitely in the beginning I mean when I posted my story the first time, it must have took me an hour, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> recording and making sure, oh, did I say that right? And, but now you just get on and, you know, blah, 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 say a few words and it's, you know, it's done and you don't care. You just post, like, you, you yeah. need to overcome those things. Um, so perfectionism, I think, as dietitians, it's just a trait that we yeah. carry naturally. Definitely. And um, working on that, um, mm-hmm. once you get over that fear of, of just yeah. doing it, then you can, yeah, it just becomes like a second nature, I guess. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's great for sharing it. No, I just, I, I kind of laugh to talk about the story. It's like, I know when I first posted, you know, things online, I wouldn't watch it later. Like, I'm not even going to look at it. There's <laughs> nothing out there. <laughs> You know, I know. So, and now, I, like I find myself like with my reels and things yeah. like I mean I mean I watch them and I like them and they're funny and like if you can do that and watch yourself mm-hmm. back and you like the content that you're putting out then you, yes it's, it's I mean not that you're making content for yourself but you know right. you need to be proud of the work that you're putting out and exactly. you know I think that's really important as well um yes. so that community that I had in the beginning um yeah really helped me to I think grow faster and yeah. you know you can message each other you follow each other you keep each other accountable and that's what we did um yeah through the program 
Yeah, I love that. I love it. And I like what you said, how you how you like to watch your own content. Well, you know, if we if we go back to it, it's to help people. You're trying to help people. And yeah. there's people that need to hear your message. And if if we if anybody that's kind of scared to get started can keep that in mind, um, that's really what it's about. And sometimes that can make it a little, little less scary. Well, Jenna, yeah. it's been great talking. Is there any last thing you want to mention to wrap up? I guess what I would also want to say is that you, if, yeah, if you're thinking about making that next step in your business and you're worried because, yeah, you don't think you have what it takes, I guess what I want to say is, yeah, don't ever feel bad wanting to invest in yourself. Like that's what you're doing when you, um, you know, do do something like this. It's investing in yourself and, and um, imp- giving you that confidence to take those steps in your business to get you to where you want to be. So, um, you know, don't ever let those fears of, you know, I can't do it or, you know, there's certain little things because, yeah, it's it's those negative things that always push forward. But focus on not the negatives of why you can't do it, focus on the positives of why you want to do it. And then if you reflect on that, then you'll be able to get to the to where you need to be. Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me, Sarah. You're See welcome. Ya. Bye. We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method. Additionally, we offer a higher level program called Executive to help you hire and manage a staff as you expand and scale your program, whether you're offering a membership, course, group programming, private coaching, or a combination of various different offerings. We're here to help you on your journey with developing processes and implementing the operational foundation that you need to reach your goals. A lot of our clients want to work 20 hours or less a week, and we're so proud to say that we've helped them achieve that goal, and you'll hear their stories on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned and apply if you're looking for support to get there faster and meet some colleagues along the way who share your same growth mindset.